Hello and welcome to the Book Dialogue. This is Sarah and Rebecca and we have something exciting for you today. And welcome back to the Book Dialogue. We have something really fabulous today. Today we're going to be talking to Rebecca about the latest book that she's in the process of reading. It's really exciting. Actually, uh, learning a little bit more about it, I can't help but decide I need to put it on my reading list too. You know, I just want you to know, it's Rebecca here. I want you to know that Sarah and I are in the competition for 20 books in 20. 20, or is it 20? No, it's 25 oh, well, books in 2020. You see, I'm already wrong here. <laughs> and I want you to know that Sarah has already read six, and we're not even through January or even into February. Well, you haven't gotten the update. I'm actually on book 11. Oh, Sarah, you are such an inspiration to me. <laughs> but I will tell you uh, Sarah's secret. She reads audible books, and I do too. Now, this is her speed. I can't even understand what is happening. I think you're at 2.25. I basically get to 1.25, and I think that's a little bit too well, fast. And, and it's true. I do get through a lot of books, primarily because I choose to listen at a higher speed. I read at a higher speed, too. So what I've found, though, that the trick is that you start at one, and as you grew accustomed to the cadence of the person who's speaking, you turn it up so that when you get into it, you can be at a high speed because your ear is accustomed to the, the, the sound of the voice. Yes, Sarah, of course you are right. <laughs> you are I so feel like I'm being patronized here. <laughs> well, it was interesting because what I have found this year is I decided to go back to novels. Now, you and I know that I have not been a novel person for several years. I know. Because I always go to the back of the book and I read the back. And if the back does not go <laughs> along with my value system, it is thrown to the sidelines. Okay, I just want the listeners to know that Rebecca has no problems with spoiler alerts. I, on the other hand, don't want to need... Well, I, I do look at the end of the book sometimes. But it's the the suspense and the anticipation of what's to come that allows you to really appreciate what you're reading and have that eagerness to get to the end of the book. You are absolutely right, because that is what I have done this time. I am reading it as an audible book. Okay. And what I enjoy about this book is that it feels like I'm listening to a bedtime story, somebody's reading it to me, and there are different voices and different accents, and I'm feeling I'm right in the whole environment of it. Well, you best share the book that you're reading, because oh, yes, uh, it's want... anticipation of letting our I, listeners know what you're reading here. I knew this would be something that we should get to. Are you ready, everyone? This was actually a recommendation from a dear blogger friend. The Secrets We Kept. Doesn't that tantalize you? Oh, I have shivers. It's by Laura Prescott. And what's interesting about it, Laura should give you an indication of what she is actually talking about. I understand from a little bit of reading 
This was one of the reasons why she chose the subject, Lara. Now, what does that remind you of Lara and a wonderful, wonderful love story of all time? Okay, okay. Well, I honestly, I'm not sure that I would have leaped to where you're going. I happen to know because when you said, I really want to talk about this book, I did a little pricey. So I knew what the book was about. So please share a little bit because I, I seriously have put this on my reading list. Oh, well, I'm glad to hear this because... It's a thrilling tale of secretaries turned spies, of love and duty, and of sacrifice. The real-life story of the CIA plot to infiltrate the hearts and minds of Soviet Russia, not with propaganda, but with the greatest love story of the 20th century, Dr. Shivago. Oh, doesn't now, that just make you feel like... <gasps> What I found interesting is I read the story, but uh -huh. it was not in a novel form. So okay. I know the end of the story. So I didn't actually look at the end of the story here. And I know from what I've been reading, I'm not finished it. I have three hours left of 10 hours. So there's more <laughs> excitement to come. Well, just put it on 2.25. <laughs> what I find interesting about this is the juxtaposition. Is that the word? Ju juxtaposition. Between East and West, the thought process that goes on. It also talks about the love story of Lara, mm -hmm. which was Olga, and Pasternak, and how that all was consuming. But the story is about a book, a radical book, a book that changed the way people thought about love. And out of this, Lara has her own story that she integrated into the the actual bigger narrative, which is something that I found very interesting. Well, I'd be curious because I, I know, like I say, I did a little bit of research on what the what the the background of the book. How close to uh, historical fiction is it, or do you feel that um, that it it is actually quite a departure from the reality of what oh, happened? I think, I think it could have happened. Oh, absolutely. I am delighted by this story. <laughs> and it's interesting because if you go on, except now, when did you say it was released? It was 2000. September 2019. So it's a fairly new it's book. It's a new book, yes. So you can, I, you can see how people have actually embraced it so far. So uh, you have all of these reviews. Oh, epic in scope, deliciously meaty, and utterly convincing. Ben Fountain, uh, stylish, thrilling, smart, vivid, Elizabeth McCracken, provocative, haunting, and a damn good read by H.W. Brands, the, and, and they, these are authors. Now we come to the reviews of people, ordinary mm -hmm. people like you, you and I. Like you and I. Yeah, yes. like you and I. And people loved it, and they thought it was wonderful. And it was a story within a story, and a great book, five out of five, four out of five, five out of five. But there's some interesting people that says the premise of the plot was intriguing, but the writing and structure never delivered the punch. Okay, I want you to know I don't agree with that. Thank you for your opinion. It has been discarded. <laughs> Duly noted and discarded. <laughs> and... Um, what I found, too, is that people are looking at this through the lens of a 2020 society. 
This wasn't 2020. Mm -hmm. So now what they're saying is that the writer did not understand what the concept was in the 1950s and 1940s and 1960s of how women actually were treated and were found in a work world of primarily men. Well, it's interesting because how how are women presented in the story? Because if the whole... If the whole book revolves around these two women, one who's a super spy and the other one who's a spy wannabe, as I understand it, if it revolves around them, how are they positioned in a world which was predominantly men in the middle uh, of the Cold War? You need to read the book. But what I will go back to is the secretaries, the typists. I love the way that she integrated the stories. There were stories upon stories, and it would go back and forth. And it was all from different perspectives. But the typists were the most interesting to me because it reminded me of Frances, our mother, who was in an office situation, and that's what I remember, that type of situation, Mm. where they actually did a lot of work and did some great work and got the job done, and, uh, and how they were treated. They wore their hats and their gloves, and they had a different kind of a style. I found that she had done her homework very well. We don't know how those women thought because mm-hmm. we are of a different generation. We've gone through the 1960s and the 1980s and the 2010s. Everything has changed over time. Mm-hmm. But one thing is true. A story is a story is a good story, and that's what you want to read. So with this, I would highly recommend the read. And how we integrate the knowledge that came from that. I know the story from a technical point of view, but I don't remember it as well as if it was done in a novel format. Now, is that, that's interesting because one of the questions, uh, and we've talked about this already, about how I'm very much on a nonfiction bent and you're very much about fiction these days. And in, in the context, because this is based loosely on actual events the fictionalization of this book do you do you think that it allows us to engage more with the material i believe it does in fact i think it will take you to the real story which i did i went back and i actually looked at the picture of pasternak i looked at the picture of olga and it does take you from this place, and it says, okay, what was it really like? What did they look like? What did they feel? How did they dress? What was it really like when you look at it from the outside world? And I think Laura Prescott did a very, very good job of that. So you, uh, and this is, I go back to the question, so because it's based, is its value found in the fact that it's based in actual events? Or is its value found in the fact that it was written from a fiction perspective that would engage a creative, thoughtful process to push you into the, a new level? Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's an or which implies there was a question there. <laughs> I think. I think, Sarah, what you're saying is... It's a good bridge 
for me coming from a nonfiction world to a fiction world, it's a <laughs> wonderful place to be. It's a really great transition that brings us into a, a real world, into a possible world, and can we make up our own stories? Because every narrative has a different story. Every event in life has a different story from different perspectives. Somebody once said, we will never know all of history, not even our own history, because we look at it from this point of view, but we don't know what another per perspective is in China or Russia or Europe mm -hmm. or Africa. Everyone looks at history from a different perspective. And what I want you to know is I like Laura Prescott's <laughs> perspective, and I have three more hours. And you know, you know it's a good book when you have all the work that you have to do in the real world that we live in, and you want to go back to the, <laughs> you want to go back and read more and see how it ends. And I know it's not going to end the way I would like to. I'm sure it does. I'm sure it won't. But I'm okay with that. And no spoilers. I don't know the end, so I can't tell you. <laughs> well, like I say, I need to put it on my reading list. In fact, I already have. So we might just have to come back to this at some point in the future to actually discuss, was the ending a satisfying conclusion to the 10-hour investment that you made? We don't know. So stay tuned. Well, I do know it's a good for seven hours. <laughs> Well, the the trend is moving up then, so I would think that it is probably going to find that it ends in the, much the same fashion as you've had for these first seven hours. So did you want to have a last word? I think that what we can do is the last word is to say, come and join us on thebookdialogue.com. We'd love to hear from you. I'm Rebecca. And I'm Sarah. And thank you for joining us. Please, let's hear from you. What are you reading? <laughs>